Welcome everyone to this episode of the HR Tech Chat video podcast. And I am very, very happy to have uh, with me today as our guests, um, the Vice President of Global People Operations, Jay Barrett, and Abigail Wilmore, who is Chief People Officer, uh, both from Stella McCartney, uh, very well-known retail brand, Global. Um, and, and I just would be remiss without saying right off the bat, I'd like to welcome you both to our Global Executive Advisory Council here at 360 Insights. Uh, you both recently joined. Thank you for that, welcome. Um, and I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Uh, you, you folks have a very interesting story. Um, and it's a, it's a uh, I think it's a rendition of, of what a lot of people have, um, have been experiencing over the past two years at the intersection of technology, people culture and, and everything else and some of the challenges uh, around that stakeholders in the organization and decision-making around what technology to use. So uh, without any more uh, vagueness from me, um, welcome and uh, uh, why don't let's let's start with your culture? I, I, you know, we have this pandemic that's happening, global pandemic. Um, I, th I think a lot of people are are uh, a little bit uh, weary of the term. They just want it to be over. It's it's fine, but that doesn't mean it is. We have some issues around, especially for certain business models that are pretty um, pretty challenging. And I know you folks have uh, uh, we've spoken previously. Um, what what was that like? What was your what was your culture like? Uh, how did the how has the pandemic affected it? And uh, and what what are what are some of your 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 prime directives? What are some of the things that you're doing to to uh, to recapture or reestablish um, your your culture? So um, thank you for the lovely welcome. Um, Stella McCartney is a really values-led organization with a really strong purpose in the world of fashion and in the world at large um, to kind of change the way the fashion industry works. It's a vegetarian company um, set up on vegetarian kind of philosophy, um, but it's become so much more than that over the years. So it's 20 years old now. And so we have a lot of people who really, really, of course, believe in in the values of the of the brand and um, kind of you know wanting to input into changing the way that the fashion industry works, so it's kind of a one big family. Um, and I think the the pandemic um, affected us greatly. Like a lot of retail companies, a lot all our stores were closed across the world at different points. You know during the pandemic, so it affected us a lot. Um, but one of the kind of I guess advantages that we had was um, the fact that we had set up this kind of system universe of people tech. Um, and so we were able to really listen to our employees during the pandemic and kind of navigate our way through that by really listening to them. Um, and because we had a lot of these kind of feedback loops or systems in place, to hear from our people already before the pandemic, it wasn't something entirely new. Mm. So we already had a social platform. We already had ways of, uh, you know, engaging with people um, anonymously, and we already had that within 
our kind of system of, of working with our people. So that definitely helped us to navigate our way through the last 20 months. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of systems, um, are we, maybe you could give us a little bit of, uh, for, for, uh, for the audience, uh, a little bit of insight into what kind of systems uh, these are. Sure. So we, um, the the feedback tool that Abigail was talking about is Beacon, um, and it was something that we implemented well in advance of of the pandemic, anyway. But and so we were already using it, and our people were quite um, used to using it by that point. Uh, but it was something that became extra valuable during that time. Um, so Beacon was the survey tool, and not just empowering us to understand how people are feeling and what they're saying, but also our managers and our leaders of people to think about how their teams are feeling and how to address some of those key points for them. Uh, And then in terms of the other systems we had, in terms of an ATS, we had Lever, um, which Mm. we had introduced quite early on as well. Um, And then we have Workday as our kind of core HR um, IS system. Um, And we introduced Lever in advance of, of Workday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have them all connected as well so that we're trying to you know workday is our place of truth and it's feeding all our other systems in our in our network what was it what was in place previously before before the uh as i know that you folks made a a, a decision to to go with workday if i'm recalling correctly from our previous conversation uh, what was what was the scenario like before that the scenario before that was a complex web <laughs> of systems <laughs> that didn't really speak to each other. And that's mainly because, um, you know, we, we went through a transition project that started in 2018 um, mm-hmm. to move away from the group that we were part of and to set up an independent structure. And so in the group we were part of, we were reliant on shared services um, oh. in the regions that we operate. And so they each had their own different suite of systems and processes and ways of working that were all kind of unique by country. Um, So as we went through the transition process, the first thing that we knew we needed to solve was the HR tech. And so we wanted to bring in Workday and really take that as an opportunity to modernize our processes and ways of working, um, but also just have it connected um, to, to everything that we would need. So we really revolutionized the way that our employee databases were working you know versus where we came from um, and we were able to just really design how that would add us add value to us as a department going forward and the business so a lot of flexibility and latitude uh found in the um in the implementation and and, and the the breadth of the um of the configuration of workday yeah that was partly because the you know pulling away from the group we had been set up with that group from the very beginning 20 years ago and so absolutely every single part of the infrastructure was pulling away so Mm. there was you know the opportunity for us to say oh we can we'd love to like manage this part and you know we know kind of what's needed and um where we would like to get to um and so we were we were able to do that which is which is great there's a lot of trust in the system and there's a lot of autonomy um, at that time and so as so long as we were in budget of course and mm. the kind of milestones of the project were rolling along smoothly and there was of course a lot of updating and ensuring that all the stakeholders and, and the board were on board with it 
um, but we were we were able to really select the, the products that we wanted to to, to have. Um, and we had to back that up. But once it was approved, then we were able to go ahead. And mm. that meant that we were really agile um, because we're, a, you know, a tight team um, and we could just move forward really quickly. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you can share uh, you could share uh, one example maybe that stands out that's maybe illustrative of, of how how difficult it was previously and how much easier it is now. It's, it's give, give, our, give, give viewers a sort of a, a sort of a peering a little of a glimpse of what that's been like. Well, I guess before, you know, we didn't own those systems. We were <laughs> users of them in the region, but each system was so different and tailored to its own market. And it was covering a wider population than just our, our employees in that region. And so, I guess we didn't really have much say in how those systems worked or how the data was recorded or the processes. And we were very much just receiving some information from there. Mm -hmm. And so we would have to take information from sort of 10 different places probably, and then merge it once a month just to get a list of employees, <laughs> of current employees. So it was very manual work. We did run, run a kind of, I would say like a shadow um, HR system where we tried to keep just some basic information on our current people in one place but it, it meant we were doing a, a sort of double entry because we were maintaining the systems in country but also our kind of central system so it didn't really give us the benefit we needed because it was just sort of more operational work but then where we are today and the big wins that we saw through making the change was having that data, but also now being able to do some analytics that, you know, before we're using our time just to get the information into a format we can use it. Whereas now we're starting to build dashboards so we can really quickly see um, information about our people, different trends, you know, look back at how that looks um, previously. And just, I don't know, we're continually evolving now how we're using the information, what information we're capturing. I'd say since we went live with Workday as we were getting ready for it, we had a lot of ideas about how we wanted to mm. have things work. And then now that we're kind of three years in, um, nearly working with Workday and kind of rethinking some of that now so that we can do it in a more valuable way and in a way where we can more quickly get the analysis that we need. So it's really revolutionized just the access to the information that we needed that would run all of our, our processes. Mm. And we're really starting to move most of our activities that were always done in Excel into the system. So mm. the review process, the salary review, all of the compensation processes, um, for sure sign-off processes as well in terms of hires. Um, that was all always very manual by email. Did you say Excel? You said Excel for all, all that stuff? Pretty much before everything that we were running globally for our people was, was done in Excel because we didn't have a, a tool for it. And, and how, many, how many employees uh, sort of fell under your purview for this? At the peak, it's like 1,100. So we're not, we're not quite that size now um, after the yeah. pandemic, but we're 11, around 1,100 people globally oh. and kind of really dispersed as well because we've got, of course, stores. Um, in many locations so yeah and I think from my perspective you know going to 
board uh, meetings or top level management meetings, I just don't see how we would have been able to come through the the pandemic as successfully in terms of giving the board and, and management what they wanted to see in mm-hmm. such quick turnaround time because that you know there was so much happening at once for every every business but you know there was a real reliance on not only people costs but you know understanding what's really happening in the business and and as Jay was saying different trends and things from the past and where we'd come from and you know projecting into the future and we just wouldn't have been able to do that at all if if we didn't have this set of systems um and that was really integrated so we could pull really high level information and be really really sure about you know its validity which again it just raised our credibility so much so we're talking about confidence in the information which is Mm -hmm. which is increased you know uh, significantly like tenfold or i don't even want to put it up um (laughs) but also this is this is honestly this is this is a classic you know the classic uh fundamental story of sort of escaping uh, an administrative hellscape, if you wish, if you will, right? and, and actually having technology that, 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 that takes a lot of that away, because we're talking about a, a massive simplification of the process. Before you were dealing with, I, I forgot how many regions it was, but how many different systems, but I, I think you said 10 or something like that. But yeah, but in, yeah I mean, in, in, in trying to just and having to sort of uh, take all of that data, uh, reconcile it, and put it into one one uh, place, uh, one one repository. Uh, <laughs> I mean that that just that just blows my mind. I I I don't think I would survive in that type of thing. <laughs> Maybe that's why I, I do what I do. But but anyway. <laughs> Um, I mean, th- uh, my hat is off to you, uh, you guys. And Jay, I think, I think from our previous uh, conversation, I think I understand that, uh, that you were sort of leading the charge on a lot of this data sort of just reconciliation or just, just the, the collection of the data. Um, if, if we were going to put a, if we were to ballpark, it doesn't have to be uh, super accurate, but if we were to ballpark it, how much time would you say that you're saving a month just, um, um, just, in terms of not having to receive all this data from different sources and get them into one place where it where you can actually do anything with it, um, and we'll talk, you know, just that piece of it. How much time are you saving? I mean, that probably took us a good day and a half to get that information and consolidate it and cleanse it and get it to a point where we could use it. Um, I guess in a way it's really hard to compare because our operating model changed so much mm-hmm. in that period where we were receiving information from the regions. We had shared services doing you know, the transactional activity for us and then we just needed the information to consolidate, probably just some basic information on our people. Whereas with the transition project we went through, everything changed. And so our department was now responsible for pay and reward or benefits mm-hmm. um, on top of everything else. So we. There were things that we that we save time on, like doing that kind of activity, but <clears throat> the technology helped just in, in so many ways because also, you know, if we talk about payroll, we were now suddenly responsible for that. We chose a global vendor, we connected that, 
but now we had to kind of not just set that up, but think about the future of, um, you know, how the information is going from workday to payroll, how we're getting the information back, and then how we're actually loading some of the actual data into workday to to other analysis. So it's really hard to compare the periods of time because what we're responsible for now and what we're analyzing now is just so much more advanced than, than where we were. But back in those days, it was definitely about a day and a half, probably a month to clean the data, go through it line by line, standardize things like job titles, you know, how we wanted to categorize people to do any kind of um, analysis. Well, this is a... Uh, go ahead, Abigail. No, no, I was just going to say, and that was just really basic information, like the, the reports that we're providing <clears throat> now in, you know, less than a day, if needed, to actually be presented. <laughs> um, they're just they're just vast in terms of the elements of information that is now in there. So, yeah, that was just basic information, as Jay was saying, like job titles that would take a day and a half. So, yeah, we would probably need about a month's lead time on some of the presentations that have been given over this last 20 months. Yeah. And well, this is a perfect example of where, you know, a time savings can be, you know, a day and a half's worth of time um, at this level is, uh, is, is nothing to sneeze at. That's, that's a significant amount of time. But at the same time, uh, thinking about it through that lens really, really falls far short of, um, of capturing or encompassing, you know, the full, the full weight of the change. I mean, what you're doing now, what you're analyzing now, you literally would not have been able to do uh, no. without the new system in place. So there's, there's that uh, recalibration of, um, <clears throat> of, of your, your, the scope of your domain, for instance, right? Of what you do, A. B, um, there's been, uh, you're operating under an entirely new calculus now, right? Where, where you're able to, um, you're, uh, you're, uh, how do, your perspective or, or your strategy, right? The, the, the technology has enabled you with a modern technology in place, a, a consolidated, streamlined, modern technology in place for HCM, right? And I know there's a couple pieces to it. You've been able to actually think more strategically about your people um, or you probably had these strategic thoughts, definitely had these strategic thoughts previously, but now you're actually able to act on them and provide um, information that, that um, to, to help, you know, build whatever case you're making at any given time. Um, and that's, that's the bigger picture, um, in my opinion. Uh, we, we at 360 Insights, we talk a lot about concrete and abstract HCM, right? And, uh, and there's, they're always kind of, you know, interrelated, but you know the 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 straightforward time savings that we talked about a moment ago. That's that's real concrete HCM. Uh, that's a time savings, financially quantifiable. Uh, we can definitely you know put a number to it and say, yep, that happened. Uh, whereas some of this other stuff, which has uh, potentially or not just potentially does have far more, uh, much more far-reaching impact on the business. Um, is what we call abstract HCM. It's not so. It's not necessarily as quantifiable from a financial standpoint uh, right away, because a lot of things that that you're able to achieve from a, from an abstract HCM um, standpoint, or we can call it 
from a strategic from a strategic from your strategic perch now strategic perch that's going to have a that's going to cast a far uh, greater impact uh, over the business over a longer time which which is you know i'm probably making sense you know where i'm going with this um yeah i think it, it's enabled us to provide the entire picture now it, you know we can we have all the kind of pieces of of the experience at Stella McCartney whereas before we had pockets of information but now we have a way to make it all seem you know one one story and so we can add in you know the engagement data and and well-being data and and you know subjects that were abstract as you say in some ways to put to quantify and now much more uh, quantifiable because we have we have the systems in place to be able to paint that that narrative of what's happening. Can you share share with us um, uh, maybe uh, one or two examples of a strategic um, uh, of strategic thinking you've been able to uh, sort of follow through on uh, because of the uh, of the the new the um, the new um, uh, landscape that you're working under. Um, I think it, it's probably Jay. Tell me if you have some other um, some other good examples. But I think probably in terms of hybrid working, you mm. know, and understanding m moving from talking about the fact that people would like more flexibility in their work from you know the last few years, um, all the way to being able to <clears throat> actually provide you know, the, the statistics around how many people, you know, want the various different options that we're gonna have to, um, you know, envision as a, as a policy and create for people. Um, we're not there yet in terms of hybrid working, but again, before it would have been very much about what I think or what each HR person is picking up as opposed to now we have valid data we have valid comments from people and you know we we something something like that i think has been it's it's helped us dramatically um mm. to to figure out um can you think of other i think it's just also helped us on the visibility of who's actually in the company which we always had being in hr but the rest <clears> of the company didn't necessarily have when we yeah. You know, people's information was in different systems and it was, you know, at least now with everything being connected, you can see who sits within which department. You know, I guess there's like a feeling of more transparency about the structure of teams and the business as well, which we didn't really have before unless we were providing <laughs> maybe all charts to someone senior who needed it. But for the wider business, they would yeah. never really have access to anything like that. So I think it's definitely helped in terms of who does what and how to find the right person. Mm -hmm. um, and then having that linked with our internal comms platform as well. Well, that, I'm sorry, I interrupted. I just wanted to say that that helps with workforce optimization, obviously, right? You know, definitely. that's, yeah. Definitely, I mean, we've had so many reports <clears throat> on, you know, headcount information and, and again, how many vacant positions we have in the business at any one time, you know, which again has become more, more critical in the last year where we've seen so many people um, resigning across 
across industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I thought of the other kind of big strategic um, advantage that this has given us having all these systems is, is a bit more trust as to why we might ask our employees about their backgrounds. So mm-hmm. yeah, we still can't do that in every country legally, but where we can, the fact that we've got this social platform to be able to communicate why we want to collect data on people and then the you know the the system to collect data and then also PCON where you can input that data anonymously to then be able to you know to look into and have visibility on what different um demographic of our organization is caring about the different initiatives that we're doing that is you know, invaluable. Yeah, yeah. In the United States, um, uh, I don't know anything about being asked about my background at work. <laughs> but anyway, I think so. But but yeah, th- th- that's a great example of you know sort of the uh, the fluidity of the regulatory landscape or the or the, uh, the variation in it. Excuse me. Um, by the way, Abigail, you're you're based in the UK, right? Yes. You're speaking with us from the UK today, right? And yes, from London. Jay, Jay, you're in New York City, right? Correct, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I'm about four hours or so away from you in uh, Southwest New Hampshire. Just, um, But mm-hmm. as far as you two are concerned, I mean, this, this is a great example of just how global Stella McCartney is. Uh, how, many, how many countries do you operate in? We are in nine countries. Yes. Nine, okay, okay. Yes. Uh, is it is it mostly EMEA in North America or is it other regions? As We're well? across Asia, Japan. Japan's actually one of our most mature markets. So we've got a lot of stores across Japan and um, Asia Pacific. So that's, I mean, this is a very geographically dispersed con- con- uh, company. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And even on top of that, in some of the markets, our stores can be very far from another store. So mm. <laughs> it is you know even within country very dispersed Mm -hmm. yeah well this this kind of information is absolutely critical that you're talking about you know um one of the things that's you know it always amazes me how how many uh, large companies literally don't know who they have (laughs) you know there's there's no one way to figure out you know it's it's a big process to figure out who they have uh and the skills and and it and it makes it almost uh undoable to to be to be agile in the way that that you're that you're describing jay um and just going back to your example uh abigail around strategy and having the information to back it up you know uh, we talk about at 360 insights around again concrete and abstract hcm and how every aspect of HCM has a concrete and an abstract element to it. So, you know, you have a strategic idea that's legitimate, valid, uh, and uh, rational, um, but that the, the, the goal, the objective is to find some way to, to quantify it, you know, some way to show, when I say quantify, to show some data in support of it. And that's, and that's really the key for, um, for HCM, uh, people working, uh, folks working in people operations and culture and whatnot, right? To be able to advance their ideas, they need they need sort of hard data 
to to back it up. So it's just another. Um, I say it was an. I would say it's another argument, uh, one of just myriad many, um, in favor of having a modern system in place uh, for that. Um, yeah. So I know that. I would also add to that. Ahead. Sorry, just that the for us and the project we were going through and where we suddenly became responsible for the payroll, which is something you can't get wrong. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of checking you need to do, audit process, to be able to control that process efficiently. That's what the technology did. And we didn't, we tried to keep a kind of global approach to that. So we didn't go market by market with this is how we're gonna work in, in this country. We really came up with a sort of global framework of how we would organize that to have the control, to have the sign-off, to have the audit checking, to have the analysis, um, and then from there sort of regionalized it if we needed to. But we took one global partner um, for that as well. But yeah, we really use the technology to just help us absorb those new responsibilities as well that that came our way. Yeah, I I, I know that if, and I want to get into this because I know that there's been because one of the things that we do at 360 Insights, we're very keen on learning about, you know, how stakeholders work within organizations and the decision making around what type of uh, technology to use and, and whatnot. Uh, maybe you could, uh, uh, one of you or, uh, could share a little bit about um, what's, what's on, what's, what's on the, uh, the horizon here? What's, what's in the future? What, what are some of the future plans around Workday and this sort of stuff at the organization? I'd say we've got Workday to a fairly advanced stage now because we have quite a few modules and we're in our third year, about to enter our fourth year of having of having the tool. Um, and because we've come through that transition project now and, and everything is settled and, and fully kind of joined up, um, we moved one of the final payrolls during this year um, that had been more of a complex project. But it's really just now I think about the other enhancements and the other business um, <clears throat> challenges that we can answer. Yeah. And then really about how we use the data and what kind of insights we can create. Because you know, going back sort of four years ago, we weren't doing anything very special with um with data and analysis, but now we're in such a different space. So I think it's and now that that transition project is over and we're kind of back to business as usual in a way. Um, it's really how we're using this data, what stories it's telling us, and then how we're gonna influence decisions with that, mm. rather than any kind of big next phase for us um, <laughs> with the systems. It's kind of there really. I think it's mm. it's at a pretty established phase. So now it's just how we continue to, to pull value from it. We, we haven't had, for example, like an HR scorecard like some businesses have. We we could we could easily do that now. Um, yeah. We could have really you know set KPIs for HR that we are communicating um, on a regular basis. We just we've had to work in a very kind of reactive way over this last twenty months because of the needs of the business and just providing what you know what we thought 
would be valuable, but also what we're being asked to provide in, in really short space of time. But now kind of through that, that period, it would be, as Jay said, about setting up a, a more, maybe a more structured way of providing the business with what it needs to make future decisions. Um, Cause it feels like we've been, we've had to be yeah, quite reactive. Hmm. How was the um, the the uh, the use of Workday? How is it sitting with some of the other stakeholders that uh, that that you work with in terms of uh, deciding uh, what software to use and 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 these sorts of things? We've been quite a self sufficient HR function, which I think is not the usual setup. Um, mm -hmm. We have in some way, well, we have some financial responsibility because we also manage payroll, as I mentioned, but also everything to do with the personnel budget. And we chose and implemented Workday ourselves. And really going back to that transition project where everything changed in our business, we didn't necessarily have a built out IT team as a partner in the beginning mm -hmm. anyway. So it is unique that we've completely owned that project. Um, and I would say the whole business is definitely reliant on the system and it's connected to IT through the Active Directory, mm. um, but definitely as those teams have, have changed and, and grown out because it was a new, a new function, just mm. probably the understanding <laughs> is you know, slightly different as to why we made certain decisions and why we have this tool and why it works in this way. Um, but there is obviously the whole story as to why, which is where we came from being in a place where we had to rely on 10 systems that we didn't even own. And using a, using a, a tool like Pecan, that's not really, that you couldn't replace that with a, with a sort of other uh, off the, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I see you shaking your head, Jay. Um, yeah, what, what is it about that, that tool that's, um, maybe, maybe we could just, just, just give me a little bit more, uh, give us a little bit more uh, insight into that, why, just why it's so useful. Yeah, I think we were quite early adopters into Pecan. Um, obviously now it's, it's part of Workday. Um, but I think what was so great about it was prior to that, we had relied on a kind of annual survey that mm. would then take maybe four or five months to get the data back. Mm. And then we'd have to analyze all of that in Excel and then come up with an action plan. And by the time we were really doing anything with it, so much time had passed that it was kind of irrelevant. And yeah. so Pecan just gave us that kind of immediate answers as to how people were feeling, what was important to them, um, the way it categorized, you know, the questions under the drivers really helps you to pinpoint the sort of areas that you need to focus on. Mm -hmm. And I think the fact it empowers the managers as well, which not something we did we did right away but eventually we gave it to them and Pecon also provides some guidance for them so they can have more responsibility over the engagement of their team and and kind of support on how to action plan on some of the issues so I think it also took it away from just being the kind of assumption that HR needs to fix all the things <laughs> that this everyone is not happy with. 
This is, uh, I love it. So, you know, this is it's essentially a, an employee sentiment uh, gauging tool. Um, and it's in its real time or it's it's or it's continual yeah. as opposed to being annual. Um, and you're absolutely right about those annual um, surveys. By the time uh, you collect them and analyze it, it's it's old information. It's like you said, irrelevant. Um, being able to gauge the pulse of your employee sentiment right now um, given uh, given how much uh, your operating model has has um, it has evolved because of the pandemic with a hybrid working and all this. To me, that just seems indispensable. And, and one other thing that's super interesting for me with that is, you know, also with the annual employee engagement survey or, uh, or employee sentiment survey, um, that that puts the um, the onus of responsibility for it solely, like you were saying, solely in uh, in HR's hands, right? Whereas with this with this sort of pulse, it may not be referred to uh, technically as pulse, but with this sort of pulse survey tool, right? Um, you're, you're pushing that, the, the responsibility for that out uh, closer to the front lines where, where frankly, the employee sentiment actually happens, <laughs> right? So it's, 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 it's pushing that out to its more logical um, residing place. So to me, um, um, that's the, you know, just hearing hearing you 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 two speak about um, this particular tool, it seems to be very strategic. Definitely, it's a business tool now, and um, it means that people feel heard. Because you know, the other thing about taking six months and it not even being relevant information anymore is that people are like, well, they can't connect what they've said with the initiatives that are happening in the company. So yeah, it means that people feel something is being done yeah. um, and you know and it, it makes the engagement in the system higher so going back to any other kind of way of you know hearing from people I mean we still hear from people in different kinds of networks and forums as well mm. but that's obviously not anonymous so the fact that this has the anonymity you know attached to it um, mm. was definitely quite um apprehensive to go all in because we mm. we survey people every two weeks or every two to three weeks we ask two or three questions and initially that can seem quite overwhelming for managers to suddenly have insight into you know what their employees are thinking in real time um, but over time if you do actually take action as a manager then yeah it becomes invaluable yeah uh, one thing you mentioned was the uh, the immediacy of it and how employees you know the an aspect of being heard is you know if there's no immediacy to what you're communicating to the other person then it's it's like not being heard right yeah and when you're talking about fostering uh, a strong employer culture under under um you know more challenging uh circumstances than normal right then you know one of those things is you know one of those um uh, components is trust, but the other is, you know, employees want to be heard. So, yeah, yeah. so this is just, it's, um, this, it makes absolute sense. Yeah. 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 This it is... enables you to respond quickly to what's happening. And, you know, if you have to wait six months before you can take action on feedback, it's probably too late. It's either a bigger issue now, or that person has just disengaged and maybe even moved on. So it just allows you to yeah, take action more quickly 
and the fact that you can actually have a conversation with an employee through the tool as well still all anonymous but you know you can either acknowledge or you can actually respond to some things and i think that as well you know goes back to that that feeling heard and and sometimes it is a great suggestion and you can say yep we're either working on it or we're going to take it on board or actually maybe you missed this because we did already address this well it's, <laughs> we it's, did something. it's, it's so important to be responsive <laughs> um uh you know in in this um in you know where we are right now as as a planet right so important to be responsive uh for an organization like yours that's that's uh really you know um uh, doing everything it can uh every day to retain its people you know given the nature of your sort of high-end retail and you want to have you want to have those well-skilled uh folks who who know your business um uh, being you know being those emissaries for your brand to your customers uh so it's important to have that that strong that strong link there i i was just looking at the time and we've been talking for a while and we're almost out of time so <laughs> it's just this you know this is so interesting and you have such a such a um, such a big uh challenge that you that you're that you're surmounting surmounting very well um, it's so exciting to hear about how Workday is helping you with that and with the um, the employee sentiment tool with Pecan and, and, and everything. And I just I just um, want to uh, wish you luck and the best of luck with uh, with those tools moving forward. And I think things are only going to uh, get better for everybody, and including Stella McCartney. And um, and also I want to wish you all uh, happy holidays and thank you for, for joining us.